This is William Tincup, and we are broadcasting live from Transform in Vegas at the Greenhouse booth, and we're talking DEI. So Leslie is my guest right now, and uh, Leslie, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself? Absolutely. Um, well, thrilled to be here, so thank you for sure. inviting me. I'm Leslie Neitzel. I'm the Chief People Officer at Carrot Fertility. Very nice. So tell us what about Carrot Fertility. What do y'all do? We are a global uh, fertility platform that right. supports women who are often the center of fertility decisions and consequences, yep. plus people of all age, race, sex, sexual orientation, gender, and geography when it comes to their fertility journeys. Oh, I've got one. So I understand that uh, all too well. So Good. Yeah, I think you... a lot of people are touched by that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not as easy as they say in health class, like when you're, you're yeah, right? in junior high. You <laughs> Absolutely. Just, you just walk by a girl and you're going to get her pregnant. Yeah, that, Turns out that's not it's true. It's not quite the story. No, I'm, not, I'm quite... not telling my kids that, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither am I. Neither am I. Um, do you work with businesses? We do. We work direct with employers right, right, and right. we partner with health plans. So it becomes like a like an EAP? It, or... it's, a, it's a benefit. It's, it's a benefit. Yep. Yeah. It's one of the, often a portfolio benefit or one of the portfolio of benefits in their portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a great benefit to boot. That's cool. It's a good way to engage really everyone. Absolutely. When you talk about diversity, it's a very inclusive benefit right, right. Um, that surrounds, you know, people at different ages, stages in their lives. Right. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit DI over the last five, six years. Let's just say, what do you think we've done well? Or what are you proud of? Or where do you think we've made strides, if you will? You know, I think I'd, uh, it's a great question. Um, and it's interesting because I do think society and the economic situations often dictates a right. lot of where our agendas are from a, an HR perspective. But what I'm really happy uh, about is that I think it, it's a it's kind of a non-negotiable, right? Like right. it's just part table stakes. of... It is. It's table stakes. And I think we're finally at a point where it's almost that it isn't a separate agenda item. It's It's just part of it, right? It's sort of that infrastructure that goes beneath everything else an organization does. So I'm actually happy to see that it is becoming table stakes versus an agenda. Right. right. Well, you know, what's interesting is about millennials and Gen Z in particular is they'll just opt out if they don't, if they don't see it as authentic. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, bail. it is, it is an expectation of every recruiting or candidate conversation I've had. 100%. It, it is, it is absolutely what they're expecting. Yeah. And you know what? They don't like, I'm squarely Gen, Gen X. And, uh, I would have, I would have either thought I could change it from the inside or I wouldn't have asked the question. You know, I would have just kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, exactly. (laughs) these kids are so aware and they're also, they stick to their guns. It's like, they'll ask tough questions. And then if you don't answer them correctly, you don't answer in the way that they want, they're just like, yeah, peace, you know, and they'll do something else. They will. I mean, we're such a consumer driven society and people have choices. So all those sort of check the boxes need to be there before anyone's going to make a decision. It's actually fascinating. My husband's an architect, small firm, but. But DEI, it's it's a big part of their yep. agenda. Yep. I mean, it, it's it, which yeah, wasn't the case five years ago. Yeah, because he's building inclusive workplaces. Yeah, or you know, and buildings that's what that, candidates are asking of of them as an organization. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can see that. That's cool. My wife's a landscape architect, so okay. I get some of that. Um, okay, let's deal with the opposite side. Over the last five six years, where haven't we made strides, or where would you like to have seen things go? 
You know, that's a tough one because I do think we've made a lot of progress. Um, I think there's still opportunities to see more diversity representation in some of the leadership positions. Like if I think about it at a very tactical level, um, I think some organizations are are doing a great job uh, there. And I think others are trying to. I just think, you know, business can, I mean, you have so many priorities on your plates that I I don't know if we've made as much progress on numbers all the way throughout the organization when it comes to just pure numbers, right? Right, right. Um, I also think there's still so much to be said about what diversity and inclusion is actually all about, right. and, and that is changing. And so hopefully we're keeping pace with that that change. Right. I mean, it, you know, you, there's diversity of thought, there's demographics, right. there's color of the skin, there's gender, there's sexual orientation, there's all these elements that... I think we just we need to stay ahead of it as, as much as we can. And I think there's still an opportunity well, there. Well, when we weren't doing it as well, it was easy to understand because it was gender and race. Yeah, exactly. So, and we were horrible at it, right? Yeah. But now that it is much more than just those. Now, those important, critical. But it's also so many other different things. It's like, okay, but, you know, I think it's, I think sometimes it's hard for the C-suite to understand that it's, it's a, it's a, an unattainable goal, like you're, you're, you know, you're never going to get there. You, 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 you're, you're on this relentless pursuit to a place that you'll never reach. I, I actually really think that's an important point you make because there is no end game here. Yeah. There, there's not at all. Uh-uh. And so when people even, and I know you want to touch on this, I think around metrics, um, like there's no like. I achieved this. You're not done <laughs> at all. And to your point, you know historically it has very much been about what I can see, like right. what I can actually see, right. not all the elements that make up diversity when it comes to, again, sexual orientation, age, right. Right. socioeconomic, right? Yeah. Financial diversity oh, yeah. that, of individuals. I, you know, when I think about carrot, like that's something that we think about too. Oh yeah. Well, we talked earlier about privilege. It's like those that have privilege have to come to grips with it. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like it's not a curse word. It just is what you, it is what it is. Exactly. Own it and then help others. Yes. And become real true allies of other people, all people. Um, So let's talk a little bit about measurement. What would you like to measure in DEI? What do you think we should be measuring? I mean, I I don't know that I'm saying anything that's um, profound or or earth shattering. I know for me, I like how you've set the expectation. (laughs) I mean, it's very nice. I don't, you know, I don't know if this is going to be any good, but you know, here's the deal. Well, truthfully, I, I, you know, I mean, (laughs) numbers, like yes, numbers matter, right? Right. Because I think it does show that there is progress happening. Just as we talked about, there is no end goal, right? So I I can't say that, but I do think that's important, right? Because how do you know if you're actually making any improvements? That's right. If you're not looking at some of it from that angle. Um, but I think the inclusion piece is really important. So measuring um, the success of, of like once you, you have all these different initiatives, perhaps as it relates to diversity and inclusion, but the, the people you're bringing into your organization, for example, do they feel right. equally part of, of the company? And so right. I think measuring it from engagement and... I, um, I see a lot of inclusion surveys that I didn't see a couple of years ago. It might have been some questions in a, maybe a more robust engagement survey, but now inclusion surveys are really, really refined. They, they really are. And I actually find, um, you know, it, it's, it's not just a standalone survey, but right. like looking at it from an angle of the different initiatives and programs, so coming right. from an HR perspective, right? All the things that we do, am I seeing any, any patterns that, that maybe leaving out 
various right. demographics of the organization. And asking questions of people, I think that that's one of the things that, again, that can help us get to a place where we can measure is asking people, what else should we be doing? Yeah. You know, like just simple, like, okay, listen, I know we're doing this. We're communicating we're doing this. We're having some success, maybe making some mistakes. What else should we be doing? I agree. Because, again, that's sort of where my metric part, yep. like I have this love-hate relationship with it. Because, okay, <laughs> if I set a goal for this, I met it, do I stop? No, yeah, no. I don't. No, not with So this. what else is exactly the question we all should be asking. <laughs> well, this has been lovely. Thank you yeah, so much, thank Leslie. thank you. This is great. I feel like I could talk about this all day, so I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for coming by, and we're out. All right.